When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave a five-star review. I'm Cherson Soussel here with Johnny Venerable. Johnny, how's it going on this uh, wonderful hump day? It's beautiful outside. It's, it is. It's super nice out. I am uh, incredibly excited to talk playoff implications with you because I really feel like we this this long season of of 18 weeks it's like super irregular it feels like the, the playoffs should start this weekend but they don't and they cardinals have a game but what does it really mean in the grand scheme of things so just trying to wrap my brain around all that but it's i guess it's just good to be talking postseason football i agree good to be talking football in general there was a part of me that's like man i don't really like how this whole thing's being extended but then i remember how it is to talk football when we're in the off season and uh, I'll take as many games <laughs> as we can get <laughs> for that reason to, alone. <laughs> you don't want to be talking about draft uh, seating and implications right now. Like a lot of our uh, NFC peers, like the lions and the Panthers of the world who have been talking draft for about eight weeks. Uh, we'll take this every day of the week. Yeah, I agree. But let's get right into the, uh, the playoff scenarios as we know, the Cardinals already a lock to play on Wild Card Weekend, but their opponent is TBD. They could end up as a two, three, or five seed and could either host San Francisco or Philadelphia or play on the road at Dallas, Tampa Bay, or LA. So I'm going to quickly go through how we would get to each one of these scenarios. Uh, if Arizona loses and the Rams uh, lose, and Tampa Bay wins and Dallas wins. Shoot, some of these are like are really. Are you getting a headache from this? This is this is giving me a headache. The, these. I know these it's already. I know, like the. I, I will say this: the the simplest and most likely scenarios are that the Cardinals are either going to play uh, on the road at Dallas or they're going to play San Francisco at home. But um, do I even should I even go through each scenario? I mean, is it I are, are we gonna okay? Well, you're gonna get smart ass comments like I got on Twitter when I I basically posed the scenario you just said. It's either gonna be at home against San Francisco or on the road against Dallas. And then I had a bunch of people were like, "Well, actually, John, uh, they could get the two <laughs> seed if the Carolina Panthers beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Panthers aren't beating the Buccaneers. The Panthers are legit a." T- bottom five team in the NFL right now and Tampa has Tom Brady and they're out for blood this week they want the two seed Bruce Arians already said that I think they're at home Tampa is not losing that game they're a, they're a double digit favorite so it is one of the two scenarios the Cardinals will be at home with a division title hosting San Francisco playing them for the third time or they're going to go back to Dallas as a wild card team that's it but again just you on this podcast if they get the two seed 
good health. Well, for people that would uh, A, like to see that and B, like to argue again, there is a possibility that they could be a two, three or five and host San Francisco, Philadelphia, which I, there's like a 1% chance they're going to host Philadelphia, but I personally would love to see that. Um, Or they're going to play on the road at Dallas, Tampa Bay or LA. So those are technically all options. Again, we just told you what the most likely option is. The more that I think about that Philadelphia scenario, which is like, again, like a, is most likely not going to happen. I would love the uh, storyline that that, would bring with it uh, just obviously Ertz and his former team. Um, just Philadelphia hasn't, has had one of like the, the easiest schedules in the league uh, going up against, up against Arizona. I would love to see that game. Not going to happen. Uh, but if there was one, if there was like dream up, like out of any of those possible scenarios, which one would you pick? I kind of would pick that one, but if it's picking between the most likely scenarios, Uh, We talked about it a little bit earlier in the week, but every time I revisit this question, I always end up landing on Dallas. I think the Cardinals Mm -hmm. want Dallas. And I'll get to our pod poll in a second. I think fans disagree with that, but uh, I think a rematch between those two teams rather than playing San Francisco would be the best case scenario for the Cardinals. Uh, I'm with you. I want a division title um, because the Cardinals only have two since they've moved to Arizona. They have division titles. They got one in 2000, or excuse me, I think they have three. They got one in 2008, one in 2009, one in 2015. So they have one division title in the last decade. That's not great. And I think to be able to come out of this year, the best division in football, unquestionably, that could field three playoff teams to say, we won the NFC West. That's a big freaking deal. But if I'm looking past wild card weekend and you ask me what is the best opportunity for this team to get to the divisional round, it is 100% going back to Dallas and playing that fraudulent Cowboy team that we saw on Sunday that is 6-5 and five against everybody else not in the NFC in the NFL on their schedule. I, I rip Kyle Shanahan a fair amount on this podcast. I uh, full acknowledgement. I think he's overrated. He's also been to a Super Bowl, and I think he's a much more accomplished head coach right now than Mike McCarthy, who is a little bit of a buffoon. So at, at the end of the day, he's getting a ton of flack too after everything that transpired against the Cardinals. There are if Philadelphia and San Francisco come to Arizona. They are the looser team. They're playing with house money. Nobody expects them to be there, especially if if San Francisco starting Trey Lance in that game. I want no part of that because they are not expected to win. Yet the Cardinals at Dallas, you know who has 100% of the pressure on them that day? The Dallas Cowboys. Mike McCarthy, Dak Prescott, who's making $40 million. And I just think the Cardinals match up better with Dallas than a team like Philadelphia and San Francisco that want to run the football. Dallas doesn't run the football anymore. So I want a division title. We can't have our cake and eat it too. But if, I, if I'm if i looking at the landscape of how, how do they get to the divisional round where they take on the Packers mm-hmm. or the Buccaneers or whomever, the LA Rams, they have to best bet go back to Dallas. And I have I even think, Cheers, and get interested to get your opinion on this. Could they play a better game 
than they just played at Dallas? I think they could. I, I don't think they were perfect by any means Sunday, and they controlled that game wire to wire. Kyler Murray even said as much. They kicked too many field goals, and they still dominated. Yeah, I think one thing that would definitely make a difference is if they get James Conner back, because I feel like in some of those situations where they had to settle for field goals, James Conner would have gotten them in the end zone. So definitely they could, you know, they left some some plays out there, um, settled for field goals and could have played better in the red zone. And so, yeah, there was definitely room for improvement, but you could also say that the Dallas Cowboys could play better. You know, Ezekiel Elliott might not be in his prime anymore, but, uh, and they might've gotten away from the run in that game, but you also learn from your mistakes. And I, you know, I, I don't remember what they combined for, but I think it was like the two running backs had like less than 50 yards rushing or something like yeah, that. They were completely ineffective. Yeah, yeah. They were completely ineffective. And I don't think that they're going to come out with that same game plan. So, uh, you know, you got to give credit on one hand for the Cardinals stepping up on run defense, something that they've struggled with all year. But I just don't think that, you know, we could sit here and say, yeah, the Cardinals could definitely play even better against the Cowboys. I just can't see the Cowboys rolling over, especially, you know, the pressure might be on them, but they're probably – or would be in that scenario, super ticked off. Like, hey, you you halted the momentum that we had towards the end of the season, wanting to win five straight games. You embarrassed us at home, um, and so they're going to come up, co- co- come into this game if this is you know the the scenario that plays out with a ton of um, uh, you know, retaliation and wanting to get vengeance for, for that loss just a couple of weeks ago. So there's a, there's a yeah. lot of storylines on both sides. No team is going to roll over. And I think everybody presents some kind of a challenge. I just, at the end of the day, this is a team for roughly three fourths of the season. We're not challenged. And I think it that just, you can't flip that on. Whereas if you're San Francisco, you've been through the gauntlet, of the NFC West, Right, you played some tough out of conference matchups like the Cardinals have. You know, Philadelphia, their wins aren't great. I'm not even considering that as a possibility. They would be my my top pick if I could pick a, an opponent. Yeah, for the Cardinals. that's the exactly what I said. Yeah, but it, San Francisco beating a team three times is very difficult. San Francisco, I just think is is more talented outside of quarterback. But I also feel like if they came into State Farm Stadium again. <sighs> Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance, that's a difficult game for the Cardinals to win just because of the, their talent level. I don't actually don't think Dallas is that talented. I, I think we saw on Sunday, Trayvon Diggs has given up the most receiving yards of any corner in the NFL. He's got some fraudulent you know, attributes to his game. They've got a pass rush, but the Cardinals neutralize that. I think offensively, you know, Dallas will probably try to open up their passing game a little bit more and drive the ball downfield. I think... I think the Cardinals wouldn't be favored in that matchup and they'd be favored at home, but we've seen this, this just, this is the makeup of this team. What's the DNA. They do not play well with expectations. I want the least amount of expectations I can possibly have for this team. And there's no better way than starting the playoffs on the road is I will be rooting for the Cardinals to beat Seattle and San Francisco to beat the LA Rams. I want that to happen because I want the division title, but then, then I got to face reality that, San Francisco is just, I, I just think it's just a more difficult matchup than Dallas would be. I hate that that's a quality of this team, that they don't play well with expectations on them. I hate that, but it is what it is, I suppose. 
Cade says Dallas plays their defense better in the lead. Their defense is all about the pass rush. If they can't get the lead, then they will be one and done. And yeah, I know. Peter says you don't want to see the Cowboys again for an even more important reason than the Cowboys. It means you didn't win the division, which would be a nice uh, affirmation on the year that you have had. So we are going to get into exactly how do we, in the grand scheme of things, really care about winning the division or not. Uh, We'll save that conversation for a minute here. Uh, But yeah, I think bottom line is uh, I was looking on a website. I think there was like a 75% chance that, uh, that the Cardinals are going to play Dallas. And so um, I think that speaks to more so to people don't think that the Rams are going to lose to the Niners more than anything, but the Niners are playing for a spot in the playoffs in this game. I mean, it's, it is literally all or nothing in this game for them. And I wouldn't be willing just for the same reason that we don't, want to play them I wouldn't be willing to bet against them in a scenario it's not that I I have you know just think that they're an amazing team but they're a capable team uh mm-hmm. you know any on any given week and so um <clears throat> I'll be interested to 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 see that game and how it plays out but I certainly would not count the 49ers out of it oh and I expect them I expect that to be a, a tight game in the fourth quarter you know, San Francisco's beaten them, I think, three straight times dating back to last year. They own Sean McVay. You can run on the Rams, and that's all the 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 49ers want to do. So while it's it's unlikely, they're not favored, and they're gonna either be starting to compromise Jimmy Garoppolo, not great, or Trey Lance in his third start, who I mean, people are going nuts over. He was fine last week. It was the Houston Texans at home. That's a difficult matchup in and of itself. I just at the end of the day. It's a short travel for them, San Francisco to L.A. I, I, I think it's a coin flip game. I honestly do with the way Matthew Stafford's been turning the ball over. Four pick sixes on the year. Nobody mm-hmm. leave, He has the most first-half turnovers of any quarterback this year in the NFL. Now he's fantastic in the fourth quarter. Uh, I expect that game to be close. I think there is a better than 25% chance the Cardinals win the division. I would say it's probably 60-40 that they don't, but I, I would give it closer to that just because number one, San Francisco, like you mentioned, needs this game. They need it badly because I think you and I both agree. I don't see Sean Payton, even with Taysom Hill losing to the Atlanta Falcons. I just can't see that happening. And the games at the same time. So they're, they're going to be motivated. And if you're San Francisco, it is an absolute object failure if this year you failed to do one of two things, you failed to, to develop Trey Lance, right? He's an unknown commodity going into next year. So you sure as hell better make the playoffs, be a playoff team, punch your ticket to the postseason. If you fail to do both, that's an abject failure. I've listened to 49er podcasts this past week, looked on their forums. That's exactly how they feel. So there's a lot riding on this game for everybody in that organization. They're under more pressure, I think, than any team in the division this week. So we put out a pod poll asking if fans would rather see Dallas or the Niners first in the playoffs. And 76.2% said they would rather win the division and face the Niners. Math would then tell us that 23.8% would like to see Dallas. 
And that's interesting. And I, without being able to read into why fans chose that, and we had over 500 people weigh in on that poll, I would say that it's because people just want to win a division uh, because it's not something that the Cardinals have been able to do, like you mentioned earlier in the show. So let's get into uh, what exactly winning the division would mean. But first, I want to tell you about the DraftKings Sportsbook app because we have hit the final week of the pro football regular season and college football heading into the national championship. DraftKings Sportsbook app has a unbelievable offer to get fans in on the action for this exciting time on the calendar. New customers can bet just $5 on any football team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. So you can wind down the season with a big win. Customers can also bet on Football with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, of course, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So, again, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app using that promo code PHNX. Bet just $5 on any football team, college, or in the NFL, and win $200 in free bets if they are victorious. Promo code PHNX. As always, it is 21 and over, Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Okay. So the question begs, I was listening to uh, to a show a little earlier in the day, and they were arguing the same question. Does it really matter at the end of the day if the Cardinals win the division or not? And it got brought up because Chase Edmonds is banged up. We don't know if James Conner is going to be ready to go. Um, and it's probably going to be you know, a situation in which they're 60, 70, 80, not 100%, right? Uh, And that goes for, you know, a slew of other players that are battling with injury right now. So it's like, okay, do you go all in on winning this game with giving and giving yourself a chance to win the division and close out on a high note, which in my opinion would be the most important thing, or do you even remember who wins their division in on any given year? Does it really matter? Yeah. Because the only thing that really matters is whether or not you make it to the Super Bowl. So yeah. Cliff said today in his press conference that they're all in on winning this game, that they want to ride the momentum heading into the postseason. And if you would ask me, I am playing every guy that's capable of being on the field in this game, yes, they are already in the postseason. It doesn't matter, uh, you know, in that regard. And you could even argue, hey, we want Dallas anyway. But <clears throat> just it, a momentum is a real thing. And if I were them, I just wouldn't feel great about winning one of five to close out the season heading into the playoffs. And yeah. so – Whoever needs to be out on the field, if you're good enough to play, I would play you and I would do everything in my power to win the finale. Mm-hmm. Well, can I, I just want to acknowledge something quickly in the chat. Shane Carter, my buddy who covers the Cowboys is kind of trolling me here. Johnny, I thought we were cool. How are you going to say we aren't talented? I, I, let me, let me rephrase that. I think, I think the Cowboys are very talented. I think San Francisco is slightly more talented 
uh, Dallas obviously has a better quarterback. I think San Francisco has the better head coach. And just the division factor, Shane. But yes, the Cowboys are very talented. We know that. They won the NFC East. All right, I don't know. I think you used the word fraudulent somewhere in there when describing Well, them, probably. But... You know, <laughs> why are you keeping receipts like that? I'm not <laughs> I Shane, let me enjoy this this win from this past week, my man. I, I <sighs> Dallas has a bunch of good players. Let's leave it at that. Uh, I know. You're kidding, kidding around. Um, Cheerson, I think... You want the division, but I also feel like not all division titles are made the same. Not all wild card bursts are made the same. And yes, we have the inclusion now of the additional wild card game the last two years as <laughs> Newman makes an appearance. Not Norman, Newman. He needs to be held. RIP Johnny. Peter, no, it's not RIP Johnny. I'm very much alive here, dominating per usual. I would say that what matters is your wins and losses. If you get into the playoffs at Cliff King, let's say they win the division once upon a time. Remember that season after Kurt Warner retired, and I think the Seahawks won the division at like seven and nine. That division title does not mean as much as a division title this year, of course, when you win like 13 games, right? So what I will say is Cardinals win 12 games this year. Yeah, you want the division title, but you were beaten by a team that won 13 games, and you still went five and one in the NFC West. That's a big deal. You went 5-1 in the NFC West and you won 12 games and you didn't win a division title. That's that's rough, but Cheerson, to your point, it's like, okay, you've got a two-game winning streak suddenly going into the playoffs. The NFC now is wide open, especially when there's not a two-seed buy that you can get anymore. I don't even think it matters that much in the NFC. Because all of these teams, outside of the team that has, coincidentally, the number one seed, they play in, you know, decent weather or in a dome. So outside of you want your fans there, and the, and the Cardinal fans deserve a home game, home playoff game, right? We've talked about that at nauseum. We want that to happen. But this team would be fine if they played in L.A. or Dallas or Tampa from a climate standpoint. Green Bay is a different animal. So I just – I think it's about – if you look back on Kingsbury's tenure and Kyler Murray as the starting quarterback for this team, what's their win-loss record? That's what matters, right? That's what I'm I'm factoring in. They win 12 games this year. They they go plus four after last year's eight and eight record. I, I want the division title, but it's not the end of the world if they don't get it. I do like the fact that there's a possibility that they could not only win 12 games, win the division and win a playoff game in mm, these final that. couple of weeks. I mean, talk about the redemption factor that would be at play there. I would love to see that too. I mean, um, I, I just the more uh, success that they can have, obviously, uh, that would just that would mean so much to this fan base to to enter the postseason in that way, uh, and then to be able to get a playoff win at home as well. So for that reason, I would love to see all of the things happen. I mean, at the end of the day, does it really matter in the grand scheme of things? Probably not. But I, I do think that if you you know. Like what would what would mean more to to the fans? Like 11, 12 wins 
or winning the division. And it's a tough division. We've gone kind of on a roller coaster ride throughout the season, depicting whether or not this what this division is as good as everybody thought it was. But it is a very strong division. And um and so I don't know, as a fan, I I still think I would like to be able to say, yeah, we're division champs. And I still would like the opportunity to have the Cardinals host a playoff game to start it all and, and give them the chance to to uh to end the the slump, the horrible slump that they had all season long at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, remix reprise in the chat. Pat McAfee pissed me off, giving you guys a chance today. Well, re- welcome, Remix reprise. Thank you for being here. Uh, Cheerson, to your point, the Green Bay Packers under Aaron Rodgers have won Super Bowl. They won it as a wild card team, but nobody remembers the non division title of that year. Eli Manning's two Super Bowls came from wild card bursts. Nobody cares about a division title. What would mean more is how far do you advance? when you get into the playoffs, no matter if you're home or away. I think it's difficult for any team to go on the road and win three times and route to a Super Bowl, but it's been done before. It just you have to play to your strengths and this strength for this team this year, not historically, usually very good at State Farm Stadium. They are eight and one historically great on the road this year. And the one loss is a complete no show at Detroit. You will not convince me that that team just didn't sleepwalk that week. And if they played them again, I would expect them to dominate that Detroit team. But at home, for whatever reason, they have not played a complete game all year. They just haven't. So why is it so crazy to wrap our heads around the fact that, yeah, we probably don't want to play at home this year. It's nothing against the fans. It's nothing against Arizona and State Farm Stadium. But no one here would feel good about this team playing at home. Whereas everything, it's funny that we bring up that that poll because we, we posted that. Everybody in my mentions on Twitter was like, Dallas, go on the road. This team dominates on the road. We don't want to play at home. And it just might be, here's some one of those years where it's you just get away from Arizona, low expectations. Everybody thinks Kingsbury is a fraud. Nobody thinks Kyler Murray can play. He's too small. Where's Hopkins? Where's J.J. Watt? And just be an underdog. And I think that they would relish that opportunity like they have all year. I know for sure there is nowhere else that's going to motivate Kyler Murray like he is motivated when he plays at AT AT&T Stadium. He Mm, said it after the game. I went into it with, there's just no way I'm losing at home. And he was asked, like, trying to remember exactly how it was phrased, but it was essentially like, hey, you said you had the mentality, I'm not losing at home. Well, what about when you return home, will you have that, like, to State Farm Stadium, are you going to have that same mentality to close out the season? And he was just like, yeah, I get what you're saying. I mean, we just need to go out and get a win. Like he wasn't like, oh yeah, carrying that same mentality. I'm not going to lose there either. Uh, So there's just something different about playing at AT AT&T Stadium in Arlington, playing at home for Kyler Murray. And I would love to see that kind of Kyler Murray as much as yeah. possible. And I am going to side with that Kyler Murray uh, every single time in terms of, you know, who's going to prevail in a matchup. Bill in the comments, winning the division should matter the most. Get that banner. I'm with you. I want that banner, Bill. I want them to be able to hoist a division title this year. in what a lot of people thought was the hardest division of the last 20 years. And they were universally picked last in. 
I, I think that that would mean so much to this organization. But if we can look past that for a second and say, okay, you have the division title now, what does the playoff landscape look like? You know, it just, at the end of the day, Cheerson, to your point, people are afraid to play Kyler Murray at that stadium where he feels most comfortable, whereas San Francisco is not afraid to come into State Farm Stadium, maybe a second game at the stadium for Trey Lance with George Kittle, who they didn't have the first time, and say, yeah, we'll get in a dogfight with you, Arizona. That's not a great place to be. Kyle Shanahan has a winning record against Kingsbury. As much as I dog him, Kingsbury has lost, I think, uh, let's see, two out of the five matchups in their little three-year history here with this, with the or t- two out of six, maybe. They've only won twice. So Mike McCarthy doesn't call plays. Mike McCarthy's not a defensive coordinator. What does Mike McCarthy do? Right. Cliff Kingsbury, at least he's calling plays. Kyle Shanahan, I know, calls the plays, runs the offense. Kellen Moore calls the plays in Dallas. That's why you just felt like there was a little bit of disconnect with Dallas's coaching staff Sunday. That Maybe they're not as bright as Arizona's with Jeff Rogers and Sean Coogler and Mance Joseph. The Cardinals had a coaching advantage. Give me a coaching advantage in round one. I don't know if they'd have that against San Francisco. Maybe, maybe not. I agree. We cannot give more credit while we're at it. Shout out to Jeff Rogers and Sean Coogler, Vance Joseph, Cliff Kingsbury, an incredible staff that we have here in Arizona. Incredible Mm -hmm. staff. And, uh, you know, I mentioned it earlier in the week, how much Jeff Rogers has meant the last couple of weeks with what he's been doing on special teams. Also found out that for the, I think it's for like the first time this season, Kyler Murray is going to have his original, uh, starters all five on uh, all of his starters on the offensive line and so mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's incredible what since like halloween or something yeah is it since halloween or is it this entire year since halloween i think when rodney missed his first game so i mean basically seven weeks into the season which feels like a lifetime ago which was a 10 or 11 weeks ago it's been a it's Pew's been out. Hudson's been out. Humphreys has been out. The only stagnants really Max Garcia somewhere. And then Kelvin Beecham has really been a godsend at right tackle then left tackle last week. So there, this offensive line, I had concerns about it mid season. I felt like after last year where they were elite kind of took a step back this year, we've seen how important Rodney Hudson is the performance that they had Sunday at Dallas. And I'm including Josh Jones in that conversation because he played well was the best offensive line performance, I would argue, of the season. They didn't run the ball that well, but Kyler Murray was really only hit one time. He was sacked one time, and that was it. So I don't have – well, I was trying to find – I was just taking a look at their schedule. I don't have – I admittedly, my memory is – like I, I am, am not the most, in terms of off-the-cuff thoughts, reliable person because my memory is shot. But the way the question was posed was this is going to be the first time this year. And Kyler was like, yeah, it'll, I don't know how it's going to be because I haven't experienced it. So I'm like, I'm pretty sure because the only time they had all their starters play in terms of the way that this question was phrased was when Colt McCoy was the starter Mm. while Kyler was out. So I'm pretty sure for whatever reason, and again, it's like, it's really hard for me to think back. Oh yeah, week one, certain this guy was missing. Week two, this guy was missing. But the way that it was asked and the way that Kyler responded 
was, yeah, it'll be great to experience because I haven't experienced it yet this year. Regardless, whether it's in the last seven weeks or this entire season, you know, whatever the case is, shout out to that offensive line and shout out Mm -hmm. to Sean Kugler for being able to adjust uh, the way uh, and still have success the, the way that they have had because they've shuffled a lot of guys up front there and uh, Kyler Murray is uh, is uh, you know had to deal with that as well so um, all right let's talk about uh, a few more things uh, which would include uh, some more talk about playing in Dallas uh, potentially for the Super Bowl this year so that was some oh. news that came out today uh, but first. Are you sick and tired of aggregated content that doesn't inform or entertain you? You should expect more from your Valley sports coverage. Expect in-depth features, film breakdowns, exclusive videos, special discounts on on gear, uh, and of course, the most engaging discussion and so much more. You're going to get that if you become a PHNX member and you're going to unlock a world of Arizona sports coverage that you never imagined possible. Yes, it is just that great. Head over to gophnx.com, become a member of the family, and you're either going to get a free t-shirt from PHNX Locker or your first month for just 50 cents just for signing up. It is time to redefine what it means to be an Arizona sports fan. It is time to go PHNX. And we would certainly love for you to become a member of our family today. Okay. So some news broke today that Dallas could potentially be a backup site for the Super Bowl. So the league has engaged in preliminary discussions about AT&T Stadium serving as an emergency site or an alternative site for the 2022 Super Bowl because obviously COVID is sort of beginning to ramp up again as are COVID restrictions in the state of California, which could create some problems, obviously, if you're wanting to play a game in LA. So, you know, it's something that they probably have to do regardless with COVID. And I'm pretty sure they do have sort of a backup site every year, just in case something goes wrong, because it's too big of an event to not have a backup plan for. So it doesn't necessarily mean anything. And uh, AT&T Stadium might not be the only option as an alternative site. But I wouldn't doubt if COVID continues to trend the way that it is, uh, that it's not going to be possible to play it in LA. And wouldn't that be something if the Cardinals mm. somehow made it to the Super Bowl and it was being played at AT&T stadium? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, not only is Kyler Murray undefeated there, Cliff Kingsbury's never lost as a professional head coach either. I mean, he, he's put together two of his best performances last year, that Monday night football game against what I think it was um, Andy Dalton and company for Dallas, but the Cardinals put up damn near 40 points in a blowout victory and then Kyler Murray's, you know, clutch performance over the weekend. So I, I think that, you know, you play, you play the wild card round there, then you fast forward two weeks and you go back to there. There's a little trip to Lambeau that would have to take place. I would assume in between there, but if you can get past that, that would be a nice homecoming for Murray. Uh, we got a couple comments here. Manuel Torres says Rodney Hudson has been the best off season pickup by time. Such a difference when he's out there. I would say there, there's an argument to be made that's one of Kime's best pickups ever. And a lot of people thought Manuel at, at the time that, that maybe that was a slight overpay because he was talking about being released. They shipped him a third round pick. You saw his presence against Dallas, not only from a pass and run protecting standpoint, but 
audibling protection for his teammates. He just, he's one of those people. He just makes everybody better around him. Uh, Eric Z, we haven't even had our right guard, Justin Murray, most of the year. No one talks about that. That's a great point as well. They, he probably would be playing over Max Garcia and Josh Jones because he, as Eric mentioned, was the starter at the tail end of last season at right guard. And I uh, had an unfortunate injury. So, I mean, you can, you can build off of this Dallas win in a lot of different ways. And, and Shane mentions that he was surprised that the Cowboys defense didn't play better. Cowboys, I think have like a top seven defense. They're, they're way up there in sacks. And he said, Murray picked them apart that we talked about it. Cheerson all week. If Kyler Murray plays like that, this team is very difficult to beat with or without DeAndre Hopkins. I agree. And I'm so glad that this is the conversation that we're having right now. Yeah. Um, I just can't say enough about what that win means for this team at this point in the season. Yeah. I, I think this team was genuinely starting to question where they were at, at at this part in the season, trending in the wrong direction. They could say that they wanted to drown out the noise or that they're not paying attention to what other people are saying all they want. But the fact of the matter is uh, it seeps in a little bit into the locker room. All right. And like, we're, they're not, they're not living under a rock and uh, gosh, I just think that um, getting that win shorthanded missing the amount of guys that they're that they're missing and and hopefully we've we've talked in the past about getting healthy at the right time we're obviously not going to get guys like deandre hopkins or jj watt back for this finale but potentially uh at some point in the postseason um they're hopefully going to have james connor back i'm hoping that chase edmonds uh and I, we, maybe we didn't finish that finish that discussion because that, and we can certainly talk about it more on Friday, but I'll, I'll be curious to see what ends up happening on Sunday against Seattle for the regular season finale with the two, with the running back situation. Um, yeah. But hopefully they're getting healthy. That's at the right a little time. concerning. That's concerning. Cause I don't think chase practiced today. James was back in a limited form. Um, and so it's not only from a <clears throat> run or pass protection standpoint, but also, or excuse me, run or pass catching standpoint, but, is Eno Benjamin, is Jonathan Ward a capable pass blocker? Both James Conner and Chase Edmonds have, have proven to be that. So you don't want too much inconsistency there. I, I'm i with you. I think that you get reinforcements at the right time for this team, and you're trending up, getting Marcus Golden, Devon Kennard, you know, knock on wood, I hope that that doesn't mean we're not going to see Zayvon Collins at least get some playing time in the lineup. But there, and you posted on Twitter, Cheerson, there's more depth with this team than in years prior that I can remember the Cardinals team from last year, very top heavy two years ago, clearly rebuilding. Now we just mentioned the offensive line. Peter mentions it in the chat. Shout out to Josh Jones, a tackle, not, not guard though. And then Justin Pugh is having a resurgence with Hudson beside him. They, they could go into any matchup with a multitude of combinations. As long as Rodney Hudson's at center, I feel comfortable. Um, Tim mentions great win plus players step up, want more Tweezy. That speaks to the depth piece where they dug deep and they found this kid off of a practice squad release. They signed him. You have you have your core players, and there's no replacing, as we've seen, Cheerson, a Kyler Murray, a Buda Baker, a Rodney Hudson. 
But as long as those players are intact and Kingsbury gets by him from everybody else, they can be elevated. And we and we saw that Sunday. Guys stepped up. The Kevin Petersons of the world, the Chris Banjos. That is what doesn't necessarily make a great roster. You're looking at the depth chart, but that's what makes a great team. And I think the Cardinals have that buy-in now for the first time in a long time. Yeah, I agree. I uh, would be a little bit concerned going back to that. You know, you're talking about like as long as they've got their key pieces. I am still a little bit concerned if they don't have either one of their 1A and 1B running backs in this game. Yeah, yeah. That is uh, – and that's where that that whole conversation about like, well, how much does this getting a win in this finale actually mean? Does it mean that you are going to potentially send either one of those guys out to play if they're only 60%, 70% healthy? Or do you want to give them a little bit of a break? And so you, I'm sure the team would say they have full, full confidence in their backups and, um, you know, Ward and, you know, Benjamin. But uh, I mm. would be uh, fine if you have, you know, either one of their starting running running backs and one of those guys, you know, as the, as the number two. But I don't know if I'd be fine without having either Chase Ed, uh, Chase Edmonds uh, and not having James Conner as well in the same game. We'll see. Uh, well said. 100% agree. If you get one or the other, great, and then you feel good about the two backups supplementing them, but you roll into this game and it's Jonathan Ward and Eno Benjamin, you're, you're going to be limited. In Seattle, by the way, we haven't previewed that game. We'll talk more about that on our Friday show, but you, you – they're going to try to run the ball. They're going to try to run the ball early and often. So the Cardinals can't have three and outs by, you know, three straight incompletions like we've seen. Um, Peter mentions Jonathan Ward appears to be a prolific pass catcher. I would uh, 100% agree to you on that fake punt. Absolutely. So maybe maybe he just needs more opportunities. And Cheerson, something I've talked about kind of with fans on Twitter who were like, Eno Benjamin, it's Eno Benjamin's time. Jonathan Ward is higher up on the depth chart than, than Eno Benjamin is. That doesn't mean Eno can't play, but... Um, you know, before John in the Mords, I think he had a, that con- scary concussion on, on kickoff return. He was number three behind Chase and James Conner. So if, if both are out this week, which hopefully is not the case, I think John in the Mord would probably be the first to, to tote the rock for the Cardinals on Sunday. Yeah, I agree. I would love to see, you know, out there. I mean, I covered him throughout his career at a- ASU and yeah. enjoyed covering him. And he was a great running back for them. And um, was great to see him stick around here in Arizona. He is not going to be my first choice at running back, though, for the Cardinals. I mean, he—he, yeah. he, I like the way that he runs. Uh, I like the kind of player he is. He's a hard worker, um, you know. And I love what he did at ASU down the road. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I would definitely pick Jonathan Ward over him. And if I don't have to see Eno in a game, unfortunately, as hard as it is for me to say it, because I'm a big Eno Benjamin fan as a human, uh, I don't particularly want to see him out there, unless it's in a special teams role. No, you're right. He's under contract for two more years after this year, and and maybe he gets an opportunity with James and Chase both hitting for agency. Maybe he's part of the rotation next year. And as a seventh-round pick, more than a cup of coffee in the NFL, um, he's already exceeded my expectations, so. All right, I want to end things with a little bit of a feel-good story. But first, once again, if you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now using the promo code PHNX, bet just $5 on any football team to win. So the national title game in college football, 
or any NFL game, you're going to win $200 in free bets if they are victorious. Again, that's using the promo code PHNX this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. All right. I, I think that we've sort of established all we need about what we would prefer the playoff situ- situation to be, what our options are uh, heading into Sunday's game, week 18, to close out the regular season. Uh, so we will discuss and preview the Seahawks game on Friday when uh, we are all in studio and uh, we will bring Frank Sanders back in to help preview that game. But let's close out with a a feel good. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury is is doing some good. He pledged at the beginning of the year, $5,000 to a foundation, which uh, it, it, it helps, uh, people with that have suffered brain injuries. And so uh, long story short, there was a, a former Texas tech tennis coach who had a son, uh, Luke, who got into a car accident, suffered a traumatic brain injury, and they worked really, 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 really hard. uh, Despite, you know, doctors saying he's never going to be able to walk again or talk again. Um, to, uh, to, to give him a better life and a better road to recovery. So uh, Team Luke Hope for Minds is the foundation. So at the beginning of the year, Cliff said that he was going to pledge $5,000 per win to this foundation, and there he had a pretty good year. So that means uh, he has already uh, – he's getting given $55,000 to this foundation, which is awesome. And uh, you love to see those, de- those uh, relationships develop as well with, uh, you know, a guy that he became friends with many, many, many years ago back at Texas tech um, and a, a tremendous foundation as well. So he's already giving $55,000 to that foundation. If they win again, that's going to bump up to 60. And they had a silent donor step in and say that they were going to match whatever cliff uh, is donating as well. So, to feel good. I love those kinds of stories. It's good on Cliff. Uh, he's a guy that's pretty private. And um, so you don't necessarily hear a lot about things that he's doing uh, outside of coaching a football team. And this was something that I was very pleasantly surprised to hear about. So I'm trying to think. So if the Cardinals had gone 18 and 0 in the regular season, and then they would have been the number one seed. So there's two more. So there is a possibility if they would have if they would have gone twenty one and zero, that's over a hundred thousand dollars. So I wonder if he thinks before the season how many wins that they're projected to have and how much money he'd have to total. No wonder he was yeah. kind of putting his name out there for the Oklahoma job, trying to ink uh, a little pay raise for Michael Bidwell. But no, in all seriousness, um, Cliff is a is a supremely well respected person. He's not he does not get the respect he deserves as a head coach. Uh, just look on Twitter nationally anytime the Cardinals are on national TV. But as a human, as a human being, he is immensely respected by everybody who knows him. And this just speaks to that. Uh, he is somebody that I think Cardinal fans should feel proud that, that he represents your organization, especially when you see so many clown head coaches in the NFL right now with the Joe Judges of the world. Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury is a hundred percent stand up human being and and this supports it. So it's it's great to see that the wins are following now the 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 good nature that Cliff Kingsbury is as a as a human being and we're seeing not only the good person but the the good head coach as well. 
We have a question from Manuel that uh, I want to make sure that we answer because we appreciate you guys weighing in and, and we love to be able to talk with you guys. Uh, as much as we talk amongst each other, it is very important that you guys are a part of our conversation. So uh, before we go, Manuel asking any word when Marco Wilson is returning and is Zavin Collins going back to the bench with Marcus Golden and Devon Kennard coming back. So Marco Wilson today, Cliff Kingsbury said that he is day to day to return to practice. So he hasn't even returned to practice yet, but it's better than the projected outline for Robert Alford's return, which Cliff said is not looking good, at least any time in the next few weeks. So uh, I would count him out as far as Marco Wilson, again, day-to-day, but that's just to return to practice. So once he's back at practice, who knows from there? Uh, And then Zavin, Johnny, you want to take a crack at this? Marcus Golden and Devon Kennard have been activated off the COVID-19 list. Doesn't necessarily mean that they are 1,000% a go for Sunday. Uh, You did a great job explaining that, Cherson. I I don't think we'll see Robert Alford again this year, and I think if we see Marco Wilson, it will be round one of the playoffs. You cannot not practice and play if you're Marco Wilson. DeAndre Hopkins can do that. Very few can do that, but even with, with Kyler Murray, he needed two weeks of practice before he came back, if we remember. So, Marco, fingers crossed for the first round of the playoffs, especially if they're taking on a Dallas where you need every DB you can get. But uh, Zayvon Collins, my guess is he's going to probably see a loss in playing time as a result because both Devon Kennard and Marcus Golden were ahead of him on the depth chart at outside linebacker. I hope that's not the case because the more I've seen from last week's game as I study it, If I look at the advanced analytics, he played really well. He was the Cardinals' highest-rated linebacker. He was good against the run. I don't think it's a coincidence the Cardinals had one of their better run defensive games of the year. Uh, He made a couple stops at the line of scrimmage or behind. So I would play him, Manuel, but I don't think that right now – this could be Devon Kennard's last two games with the Cardinals. I think this offseason there will be talk about Xavier probably becoming a permanent outside backer. But right now, I, I think he'll be special teams moving forward. It's unfortunate. I, I don't agree with it, but I think that's what they're going to do. Yep, I agree. All right, once again, we will be back in studio on Friday to preview the Cardinals' regular season finale against the Seattle Seahawks. Until then, if you have not subscribed to our podcast, wherever you get your podcast, or followed us and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We would certainly appreciate if you do that and follow us on social media at PHNX underscore Cardinals. And we will see you guys on Friday.